So the, the title of today's sermon is God With Us. God With Us. And that fits right in with what we've been talking about today. And I didn't know we were going to sing all these songs and do all these things. I didn't know that Brian was going to coin a whole new phrase for us forever. That, uh, you know, it's going to be a near year. Uh, but isn't that, isn't that good, though, to know that God chose to be with us? And I want to, want to read a passage to you in Revelation, but I'm going to talk to you from Genesis. And that might seem kind of odd, except that that's what this is all about, is understanding that God chose to be with us from the very beginning all the way to the very end. Everything in God's Word that brings revelation to us is all about revealing the plan of God from the beginning to the end. And when it's all said and done, the plan is that He wants to be part of our lives. He wants to be with us. That's what He chose to do. From the very beginning, He chose that. And all the way through history that's revealed in the Scripture and recorded in the Scripture, it's all about Him saying, I want to be with you guys. That's pretty cool to know that God wants to be with us. Just think about that. You know, He, he looks at our lives and He sees that we're all messed up and we've got all these problems. We're flawed. We're imperfect. We're weak. We're easily distracted. You know, you could just go on. I mean, whatever kind of problems you've had or, you know, and then and maybe you have some successes and then your head gets swelled up. And, you know, then you got all kinds of other problems going the other way because we start, we start thinking how important we are, or how special we are. And all those problems and things going on in our lives. And yet God, the creator of the universe, perfect in every way, chooses to want to come and dwell with us and in us. It's like, why? Why would he want to do that? And it's because he loves us. That's an amazing thing. And if you don't get anything else out of all the stuff that I say, just grab a hold of that to know that God loves us so much that he did everything from the beginning to the end to have this relationship with us, the ability so that he could come and be with us, God with us. All right, so we're going to read this scripture in Revelation. Revelation 21, 1 through 7. And this is at the very end of Revelation. John says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. That pretty well says it all, doesn't it? It says he's... The tabernacle of God is with men, 
He's chosen to come and dwell with us. Now this is, this is in heaven. This is eternity we're talking about here. But this is exactly what God has been saying from the very beginning. I want to live with you. I want to be with you. I want to make my dwelling place among you. I want you to experience me. And when we experience him, then all those things that are in heaven, we begin to experience here too. Because what did Jesus say? This is the prayer. Your will be done in earth just like it is in heaven. And what's going on in heaven? There's no more death. There's no more pain. There's no more sorrow. There's no more tears. Hallelujah. The Lamb is the light forever. We don't need all this stuff now that we have because there we're all going to be made new. I make all things new. But we don't have to wait till then to begin to experience that. That's what I'm trying to get us to understand is that God wants to begin to make things in us right now, new things in us right now, so that, that we begin to walk in this newness of life, that we begin to see that we don't have to be in pain all the time, that we don't have to be in sorrow all the time, that we don't have to be suffering all the time, that we don't have to have tears all the time, and we don't have to walk in darkness anymore because the Lamb is the light. He wants to be the light right now. He is the light of the world. Amen? Right now. He wants to begin to do these things in us now. We don't need to wait till we get to heaven to be made all things new. He wants to begin to make us new now. Maybe today you'll be made new in one place, and then tomorrow maybe it's someplace else. By the end of the week you'll have six or seven new things going on. Hallelujah. I got so many things broken in me, I'll need the rest of my life to make them all new. And I still won't be done. But there's hope. Because that is the hope of the gospel, is that Christ in us, the hope of glory, wants to change us and make us new. That's something to get excited about. That's why I get excited every week when I'm up here talking about it, because I know what he's done for me, and I know that's what he wants to do for all of us. It's not some coincidence. It's a plan. It's a plan that God's had from the very beginning. He said, I want to come down there and hang out with you guys. That's good to know. It's good to know that God wants to be with us. He chose to be with us. Now, you know, I don't know why he did it the way he did it. You know, he, he could have made us perfect uh, and, and without the possibility of failing, but he didn't. He made, us, he made Adam and Eve perfect, but they still had a free will. They had a choice. And so at the beginning, you know, it doesn't really say it, but it does say that after Adam sinned, that, that God came down and they heard the voice of the Lord coming in the garden and cool the day, and they went and hid. So I'm assuming, in this case, I think it's okay to assume that God regularly came down. They knew what his voice sounded like. They knew what time of day he was most likely to come. They knew that he was going to come, and so they went and hid because they had sinned. God wanted to be with them. He created them so he could be with them. And he said, look, I want to come just be with you. And all I ask is that you be with me. Oh, and by the way, I'm perfect and holy, and I created you that way. And the only way you're going to stay that way is if you keep eating from the tree of life and you stay away from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That's all you got to do. It's real simple. <coughs> so after, after Adam and Eve sinned and they messed up, their relationship with God changed. God still wanted to be with them, but now they had a problem because they're no longer perfect and holy like God. God is perfect and holy, and now they can't, they can't come together anymore. So 
God began to develop the plans and reveal them to us about how we can still allow him to be with us and we can be with him. And so that's the plan all the way from the very beginning when Adam and Eve sinned. They, uh, you know, they covered themselves with, with leaves because they saw that they were naked and they realized they were ashamed. They hid from God. That's what happens. We try to cover our, cover our faults. We try to hide from God. We try it in our own strength, our own flesh to, to make it okay so that we can be in this relationship with God. You know, if you live your life and you do the good things, you do right, some people will tell you that's the way you get to heaven. You do good and you live right. And that's like sowing fig leaves on. You know, I mean, it, it doesn't impress God. He sees right through all that. <laughs> he sees right through it. So God made a way. He made a way. Somebody killed some animals, so God made skins of clothes for Adam and Eve out of animals. So there was bloodshed. And that's the way God has always made a way so that we can have a relationship with him. It's through, through the blood. So all throughout the old covenant, it was about men and women saying, I accept you, what you're saying to me. I want, I want you to be part of my life. I want you to be with me. And I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to do the things that you've told me to do. I'm going to offer the proper sacrifice so that we can be in communion because I realize I'm a sinner. I'm all messed up. I'm out of whack. But, you know, God says, I'll accept you if you will just do the simple thing that I've told you to do. So it's the plan. It's the only plan. It's the same basic plan. It just took on a different, a different look when Jesus came along. But it's the same basic plan that we're sinners. We need to have the blood to make atonement for us so that we can become uh, righteous and we can have this relationship with God. It's a real simple plan. If you go back and you read through Genesis, chapters 1 through 3, it talks about Adam and Eve. And then uh, chapter 5, it talks about uh, Noah, or Enoch in chapter 5, and then Noah's in chapter 6. And the cool thing about that, you know, Noah and Enoch, yeah, not, a, not a huge amount about Enoch. You know, it kind of mentions his name, says he walked with the Lord, and then he wasn't around anymore. But I like the fact that even before the blood of Christ, even before the baptism of the Holy Spirit, even before all the things that we know and understand and walk in, there was a way that a guy, a regular guy who was a sinner, could have a relationship with God on such a level that he would be so close to God that God would just say, hey, you know, why don't you just come on up here? Instead of me coming down there, why don't you just come on up here? It's pretty cool. And then Noah living among a bunch of wild helots that didn't care anything about God. And, you know, the scripture it says that, that man had become so wicked and sinful that the very thoughts and intents of their heart were only continually wicked forever and all the time. That's all they thought about was wicked and ugly and nasty, mean things, and they were really messed up. And so you're thinking, man, that's a bad situation. But among all that, there was this guy named Noah and the Bible says, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. See, God always has, he has a person or persons that he, he is in relationship with. And all the generations, you know, there's times where uh, when you get into the, in the, all the history of uh, the children of Israel, they, they were out of, out of whack and all messed up and they weren't following God. But there were people among them. They were like Noah. There were always people among them 
that had a relationship with God and they taught their children and, and so the, the truth would be passing on from generation to generation even though as a nation they may be going the wrong way. Kind of like in our country right now. As a nation we may be all messed up and going the wrong way but there are people, there are people in this nation who still follow the Lord. There are still people that are worshiping the one true God and there are people who are honoring God's word living by the principles that he teaches. So God has always had that. You know, you may not always see it, but it's there. And so the scripture kind of passes over some things. It doesn't, you know, God reveals what he wants us to know. And there are some things that there's not a lot of information about. You know, I'd like to know more about that deal with Enoch, but it's really not that important. Uh, I'd like to know more about in the days of Noah. But what I do know is that when everything was all messed up, God chose one guy and his family he said, I'm, I see that, that in you there's some, there's some life. You know, I see that you have a desire. And so I choose you. And in you, I'm going to start over again. So how about this? Just think about this. What if, what if God is speaking to you, each one of you, and saying, I see something in you that makes, makes me want to say, let's, let's start over again. Let's do something new. And you, and you, I, I want to do something new in you. God wants to stir us, and he wants to say, look, everything is all messed up and out of whack, but I'm choosing you as a vessel that's willing to just simply follow me and be obedient. What could God do? What could God do in our lives if, if we said yes to him? And I don't just mean to salvation the first time. I mean every day saying yes to him, because that's... That's really what it comes down to. Every day, Noah, you know, for years and years and years, had to get up and go and saw and hammer and build. I mean, it was a lot of work. And all that time, wondering, what in the world is this rain thing that God's talking about? Because it had never rained before. But he just, he believed what God said. And he was willing to invest himself. What if we just said, this year, I choose to invest myself a little more in the kingdom. This year, I accept God's offer. He says he wants to come and dwell in me. He wants to infill me. He wants to empower me. I say yes. What if we just say yes and give God a chance to show himself to be who he is in our lives? He's God. He is almighty God, and he wants to show himself that way so that, that every day, everywhere we go, people would look at us and they'll say, hmm, something's different about them. We'll, we'll get to it eventually, but... There's a great phrase in the Bible talking about uh, Abram after you know, he has this encounter with Melchizedek. And Melchizedek says, you are Abram of God Most High. Think about that. You're Carol of God Most High. That's what God says about us. You're Richard of God Most High. You know, that's who, that's who God says about us. That's who we are. We're his child. We're not just some wannabe. We are his child. Man, we ought to be able to get excited about that. Think about that. That's what God says about us. You are my child. I am God most high, and I'm going to live in you. You're going to be my child, and I'm going to be your God, and everybody's going to see it, and everybody's going to know it because that's who I am, and that's who you are. And we're going to be that way because I chose you, and you said yes. Amen. Worship team, y'all come on back. 
You can keep your outlines for next week if you want to. They'll still be good. Uh, that's okay. I just want you to know that, that God is calling us. He's calling us to a new place. And I'm not saying that you're a sinner. I'm just saying God's idea of, of love, God's idea of obedience, and God's idea of commitment, it's a little different than ours. And God is calling us to a new place where we would begin to see him in a different way, that we'd begin to, to hear him in different ways, that his word would become alive to us and would begin to, to stir us and change us. God wants to do something new in you. This is a near year. Amen? That's, I'm, I'm, I'm all excited about that. I may not be able to remember to say it every time, but, but that's what God wants. He wants us to draw near to him because he wants to draw near to us. That's what he's always wanted, and that's what he wants from each one of us. He wants us to give ourselves more fully to him so that, that we can draw near. So I just want to encourage you as we, as we sing these last couple of songs in worship, let, let God speak to you. Draw near. Begin to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I, I say yes. I am willing and obedient. So let's stand and worship. When my heart I have found redemption. 
Yes, Lord, we receive your word this morning, Lord, and I thank you, Lord, that you want to be with us. You want to be God with us. You want to reveal yourself to each one of us individually so that we would know that you've chosen us and that you want to make your habitation in us. And you want to know us and you want us to know you more and more and more every day. Thank you, Lord, for that. Now, I just ask that each one of you, if, if you don't know Jesus, Today is a day that you can make him your Lord and Savior. It's a real simple process. You just, you just ask him. If you're interested in that, I'll meet you here at the altar. You can come during this next song or after the service. If you have any other special prayer needs or things you'd like to be prayed for, someone will meet you here and pray with you. Continue to worship. Let God continue to heal and speak to you now.
I was just thinking about, you ever had a little baby? A little baby that grabs a hold of that finger? They want to hold on? They just grab a hold? You know, think about that. The strength that the little baby has is not much, but you as the adult now, you got a grip on them, and you want to hold on to them too. Just God is asking us to hold on to Him, but we got to know that He is holding us. And it's safe to be in His hands. We're in His hands. All, all we have to do is rely on Him. Just whatever strength you have, grip a hold and hold on to Him, but know that He's holding on to you. And He's never going to lose His grip. There's not anything that can pull you out of His grip. Amen. Hallelujah. So Lord, thank you for your protection and care and your love. And Lord, I thank you that you have chosen to be with us, to be God with us, that you've chosen to reveal yourself to us. You've chosen to be in our hearts, Lord. Stir us, O oh God, let this be a near year, a year that we would choose to say yes to you on a daily basis. Everything you want, we say yes and amen. And I thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for that. Go with us now. Bless us, protect us, and watch over us, and anoint us, Lord, to go as your witnesses into all the world. Preach the gospel in Jesus' name. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. And may he lift up his countenance upon you and grant you his perfect peace. Yes, hallelujah. I want to walk in the perfect peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Enjoy one another. If you have prayer needs, there's an altar still open. Go and have a great week. <laughs>